few episodes ago, I mentioned that I'm going to be doing a new format here on 318 Radio, just in the way uh, that I talk about different topics on different days. So Wednesday, I said I would be talking about uh, ministry, youth ministry, church, um, the Bible, faith, things like that. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And really, this will be more of a story. Um, but let me start right here. And I'm going to try to do this all in one take. So if I'm uh, taking pauses and umming and stuff, just uh, try to overlook that. I don't want to have to record a million times and try to get this all done in, in one take here. So this Friday, two days from today, um, going to be taking my youth group to... Uh, the Alabama Youth Convention. And this has kind of become an annual thing that we've been doing uh, since 2012. Youth Convention is is an awesome thing. It's organized by the uh, Assemblies of God uh, here in Alabama. Even though our church is not officially a part of the Assemblies of God, uh, they do allow us to, uh, you know, go and take part in it. So, um, something we've been doing since 2012. And I really want to talk about that first time that we went back in 2012 because it was a turning point for me in a lot of ways. It was a defining moment in my life, in in my ministry. And it was just one of those God moments where uh, when you when you look back on it, you can just see God's hand in all of it. So... Let me start all the way back at the beginning um, in how I got into the position of of youth pastor. So um, the church that we go to is pretty small. Um, And at one point there were not even any teenagers at all in the church. Um, But at a certain point there were one or two uh, uh, teenagers and while I did have a feeling that, hey, maybe we need to get, you know, a little youth group going, see if we can grow this thing, I really, to be honest, didn't have the courage to say, you know, uh, to be the one to say, I want to I wanna start this, I want to lead this. I didn't have the courage. But thankfully, uh, I have a friend who was attending the, our church at that time, a uh, great man of God, someone that I respect greatly. And he's actually the same person that turned me on to Anchor not long ago. Um, and he came to us one day, me and my wife, and said, Hey, uh, how would you feel about, you know, getting a youth group going in the church? And, you know, ask us basically if we would be willing to help out with that. And I was, I was all in. I thought it was a great idea. It was something I had been thinking about kind of in the back of my mind anyway. Uh, but he, he had the courage to actually, uh, to start it and, and get it going. So, um, you know, I, I helped him, and like I said, we started with one or two uh, teenagers, um, eventually had four, five, six, and uh, that went on for a little over, I believe it was a little over a year, uh, with him leading the youth ministry, and after a little over a year, you know, he felt God was, was moving him in a different direction, and... Uh, was going to move on. And so there was just an opportunity there 
for me. Now, <clears throat> I was, I'll admit, I was very, I was a little reluctant at first to step into this role as youth pastor. I had never done anything like that before. I wasn't a big fan of having to speak in front of a group, even a small group of teenagers. just didn't seem like my thing. But at the same time, I knew that if I didn't step in, you know, I had already built a relationship somewhat with, with some of those students. And I knew if I didn't step in, there probably wouldn't be anyone else in the church who would be willing to step in. And basically those uh, students would go elsewhere or they would just stop coming to church and it would be, it would just be over. So uh, reluctantly, I decided to, me and my wife decided to step in as youth pastors. Uh, Now, (laughs) like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, this is a completely, you know, this is a small church. This is not a, uh, uh some kind of like professional, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Vocational position. It's not a, like a paid position. It's just a voluntary thing. And, uh, stepped in and I'll, I'll never forget my first, um, uh, Wednesday night. Um, we, you know, I, I got my little message together. And I was all excited, and I was going to, you know, it was going to be my first Wednesday night service, and got to the church, and uh, and now I'll take that back. At that time, I believe we were still having, we were having services on Thursday night, but anyway, beside the point, got to the church, got, you know, I was ready with my, with my little notes and my message and, and all this good stuff, and uh, there were only two students. And we ended up just kind of sitting around talking. Um... And then, you know, after that, I had a decision to make, and I, I had to, you know, because there was a change in, in the uh, in the leadership, some of the students had just stopped coming at that point, and I had to do something that was very uncomfortable to me. I had to reach out to them and to, to call them and text them and talk to them and say, hey, you know, um, I'd love to have you come back, and uh, that that wasn't really my thing either. But uh, I'm glad that God gave me the courage to do that because had I not done that, I might not have some of the uh, friends and relationships that I have today. But anyway, so moving on from there, that was that was in July of 2010 uh, when I first took over as, as youth pastor. And moving on from there, um, like I said, I didn't really know what I was doing, and I really was just kind of, as far as my faith, to be honest, just kind of going through the motions, just kind of, um, I don't want to say playing church, but not taking my opportunity too seriously. Let's just put it that way. So over the next year, we experienced some growth in the youth ministry which had absolutely nothing to do with me. Uh, what it had to do with was that we had some some kids that had been in our children minist- children's ministry and who um, got too old for children's ministry. They uh, graduated out of children's ministry and came into the youth ministry. And um, I think there were about, I think there were four or maybe five um, 
that came into the youth ministry just as young 12-year-olds, you know, young, excited, excited to be their 12-year-olds. Um, and, you know, I have to say today that, I, that I'm very proud because those same kids uh, are, are there, you know, still. And uh, this year they're seniors. And, you know, they're going to graduate high school, and shortly after that they're going to be graduating out of the youth ministry. And I've just had uh, just the amazing blessing of having them you know, the whole time through their, their teenage, teenage years. So, um, I'm just incredibly thankful for that. I know that's a side note, but anyway, uh, back to the story. So we experienced some growth there in the first year, year and a half. And, uh, you know, I was still kind of, like I said, going through, going through the motions. Not, we weren't really doing a whole lot, you know, other than meeting once a week. And, you know, I grew up in youth group, and I had been to this, to the youth camp and the youth convention and things like that, and I knew those things were out there, but I really had never, I also knew it would take a lot of work and energy and effort to to go to something like that, and I just, I, to be honest, was a little bit lazy, and I wasn't willing to, to put that in, um, but we were having a lock-in in 2012 in February, which was kind of the only thing we did. We had an occasional lock-in. Um, and during this lock-in, I remember very vividly, we I had brought my Xbox up there, and um, we were playing like a tournament, uh, the guys, because mostly at that... Well, actually, no. Uh, the guys were at the church having a lock-in. The girls were over at uh, one of our women who helped with the youth group over there having kind of a little slumber party at their house. So the guys were at the church, we're playing Xbox, we're playing college football, and we're, we're having a tournament. Um, and it just so happened that bad luck, no other reason that I would be losing a game, but bad luck. I was having bad luck in this game, and I was losing to this kid. Um... Which is just, like I said, that doesn't happen. It was just, I was having really bad luck. Um, but in the middle of this, um, me experiencing this very frustrating loss in this video game, I get a call from my wife, <clears throat> who's at the other, she's with the girls at the other uh, house. And um, so <laughs> she has very good timing with her phone calls, and that is meant with all sarcasm. And so I pick up the phone and I'm like, hello? You know, I'm frustrated. And she's like, hey, we've been talking and we were looking at, uh, you know, the youth convention is coming up. Maybe we should try to go to it. And I'm like, just trying to get off the phone. I'm just like, whatever, you know, we'll talk about it later, blah, blah, blah. And she starts saying, she was like, you know, we were looking at it and Leland is going to be there. Now, let me back up and just say that... Um, Leland at that time was one of my favorites, uh, favorite bands, uh, Christian artists, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool that they were going to be doing the youth convention, they were going to be the band that was there that year, uh, but still, you know, I had a lot of reasons why we couldn't go, we didn't have, we weren't going to be able to raise the money, we didn't have enough vehicles to transport, I, I mean, I just had every excuse in the book, and, you know, basically the phone call ended, I said, you know, we'll talk about it later, um, and I got off the phone, <clears throat> now, just so you know, 
I did end up losing that football game to that kid. But the tournament we were playing was a double elimination tournament, and I did come back and win the tournament. So, I know you were worried about that, but I did get redemption. Anyway, so later on, me and my wife, we began looking at this a little more seriously and talking to the kids and saying, hey, you know, would you be able to, you know, you'd have to miss this one day of school. You'd have to have this much spending money. Um, would you be able to get this? And and every kid that we talked to was like, uh, yeah, you know, I think I could do that. And things started falling into place. And when I say things started falling into place, I really believe that it was God. It was God uh, moving things into place. Um, so one after another, all of my excuses started to disappear. And it became apparent that, hey, we're really going to, we're going to go. We're going to go to this, this youth convention. Um, I even thought that maybe, you know, it was, it was very close to the time of the convention when we started talking about this. I thought we were, you know, we're too late to even register. Um, but my wife, you know, made the call to the, to the district and, and they said we could still register. So, um, so all that stuff just worked out perfectly. God, God worked it out perfectly. To be honest, one of the real reasons that I did not want to go um, and was trying to get out of it was that I knew that if I got into an environment like that, um, that I would have to confront some of my own weaknesses and some of my own shortcomings and failures and complacency. And and I did, but we'll we'll get there in a minute. So... Uh, we, we finally get everything arranged. We're going to go to youth convention. It's, it's the first week, weekend of March, um, 2012. And now we live about four, it's about a four hour drive from where we live down to where the convention center is, which is in Orange Beach, Alabama. And so, you know, we load up a few cars. We don't have a church bus or anything like that. We just kind of, we had enough, um, volunteers who wanted to go you know who were adults who drove cars that we could uh we could all load up in different people's cars and and head down there but you know it was a battle i remember it was a it was you know looking back on it it was a spiritual battle and even you know on the way down there we were kind of having some uh some some issues uh we had a guy a kid that got that was sick and throwing up while we were there. Um, there were a lot of, it just didn't go smoothly. We couldn't agree. You know, we don't, one car wants to eat here. One car wants to eat somewhere else. It seemed like we were kind of all over the place. And, um, there was just a lot of tension and drama that first day on the way down there. And it was, you know, it just wasn't going the way I pictured it would go. So, finally get there, we check in our hotel, we um, went and walked around a little outdoor shopping mall for a little while to kill some time because we had quite a bit of time before the the uh, convention started. And then finally we, we went out to where the convention center was to wait outside the building until they opened the doors. And And I remember also distinctly that once we got to this convention center and we, you know, we went up. We went in, we registered, and we were standing outside the doors. We had had to wait about an hour before they would actually let us in. Um, I remember at that moment just feeling 
that all the tension and drama and all everything that had been going on for that day and even the, the days leading up to that, it was just like it was just lifted off of us. It was just like there was a supernatural peace that, that just came over our group at that time. And, you know, I thank God for that um, because I think it just allowed me and the, and the rest of us just to really focus on, you know, what was going on from there forward. And I got to say, we, we went in and that night, you know, like I said, Leland played in, in the worship and uh, Rich Wilkerson Jr. Was, was the speaker that night and he preached an amazing message and... I do remember the details of it. I won't get into, you know, exactly what, what all it was about. But I, I'll just say, you know, it. while I know it, it had an impact on the students and the kids, it had a big impact on me. And like I said, I did have to confront a lot of the complacency and a lot of the, um, a lot of the things that I had allowed, you know, in my life. And I had to really give all that to God and uh, just allow him to, to take that away and to really uh, begin to show me, you know, what it is I'm supposed to be doing. So um, after that first night, you know, that first night for me, it, I, it, it wrecked me. I was just uh, forever changed by that uh, that service and... And I, I do believe some of our students were as well. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we get back to the hotel room and you go to sleep. The next day they have another service that's kind of a morning service. And then, well, actually they have two services that next day. And then it's all over with by about 3 o'clock and you go home. So, there was something really cool that happened the next day. Now... If you're listening to this station, you know the name of the station is 318 Radio. Well, that's not like a new name. When I came into the um, when I came into the position of youth pastor, I wanted to have like a, um, a you know a name for the youth group, and it took a couple weeks praying and, and reading, and then I came across this scripture that I really liked, and I've talked about this before, but it's First uh, John three and eighteen. That's where the 318 comes from. Um, and that became the name of our youth group, 318 Youth, 318 Student Ministry, however you want to say that. But uh, that that was the name, that has been the name of our youth group since, you know, 2010. Um, so something really cool happened the second day. After the first service, they have like a little period of time where you can eat lunch or you can uh, you can eat lunch there on the on the at the convention center, or you can go out you know somewhere else and eat lunch and come back. We had decided to eat at the convention center. Well, uh, that was a line we were in uh, that was going down one of the center aisles. We we're waiting to get our lunch, and so we're in this long line and kind of standing in the center aisle of the convention center. Now, around the outside walls of the convention center are all these little booths where people are, you know, some of them are Christian colleges where they're handing out literature and, uh, you know, just things like that where people have these different booths where they can, uh, you know, if the kids want to get information about different ministries that they can be a part of once they graduate high school. Um, that's the type of stuff it is. Well, anyway, 
we're standing in this line and, and we're not anywhere near where these booths are, you know, really. Because um, we're standing kind of in the middle of the convention center and the booths are on, on the wall. Well, <clears throat> I, I'm, I look and I happen to see this guy over at one of these booths and he's like waving at me. And so my first thought is like, who is that? I, do I know this guy? And I wave back, you know. I'm thinking maybe once I get closer to him, I'll, I'll recognize him or something like that. But then after I wave back, uh, he holds up his hand and he's holding something in his hand and kind of making a motion at me. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I realize he's try he wants to throw something to me. Um, and so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's, he's giving me something, I guess. Um, and I hold up my hand and, you know, I'm taller than most of the people there. And he throws it to me, and I catch it, <clears throat> and it's a uh, it's a t-shirt, you know, wrapped up in a tight little ball, just a, a t-shirt, I guess they, he wanted to give to, to our group or to me. Well, obviously he didn't want to give it to me because it was like a size medium, and I do not wear a size medium. Anyway, um, so I'm like, alright, cool, we got a t-shirt, maybe we'll give it away to one of the kids or something, and open it up and look at this t-shirt, it's a pretty basic gray t-shirt, it's got a little red uh heart kind of painted in the middle of it and then i look down on the corner of the t-shirt is a little reference to a scripture and it says first john 3 and 18 and i gotta tell you i was <laughs> at that moment i was a little bit overwhelmed uh with emotion because i felt like I felt like, you know, the whole entire time, none of it had been, you know, it was every, I tried to resist as much as I could this whole thing, you know, I didn't, didn't really want to go for the reasons that I've stated, um, but every step of the way, uh, you know, God just made a way, and <clears throat> when I got that shirt and I opened it up and it has the scripture on it, now, we didn't have like t-shirts with our scripture on it with our name of our youth group nothing we had nothing like that um this guy just randomly saw me and threw me this t-shirt he had no idea that i had some type of a connection to this scripture or that it had some type of connection to our youth group and you know i took that as as god saying to me uh just get out of my way just get out of my way and and let me work uh through you and with you but understand that this is not about you. It's it's not about uh, your ministry or anything that, that you want to do. But it's about me and my kingdom. And uh, and yeah, I was just I was just really overwhelmed when I when I saw that uh, shirt. I just it was just such a cool moment, just such a cool God moment. And you know while. <clears throat> While officially I have been youth pastor with this youth group um, since 2010, really it was this moment in uh, March of 2012 that uh, changed the, our ministry forever, that changed my life forever. And um, so, yeah, I wanted to tell that story because uh, this Friday, like I said, we'll be going to youth youth convention again same same youth convention um uh, this year elevation worship will be there 
um, you know, different speaker, but I do believe um, that it will be another God moment. That it is, it's not about me, it's not about our youth group or youth ministry or, or any of that kind of stuff, but that God's uh, uh, kingdom will be advanced through this. So if you're hearing this and, and you're a Christian, uh, please be in prayer for, for our youth group. We do have some students who this will be their first time going. Uh, this will be their first time experiencing anything like this. And um, and like I said, when it's your first time, it, it really can be life-changing for you. So um, please be in prayer for our group. Um, and if you listen to all of this, wow, I'm impressed that, that you actually listened through all of this. And thank you. Um, but yeah, that's my youth ministry slash youth convention story. And, uh, I really do appreciate you listening to it. All right. I better get back to work now. Y'all take care. God bless. message uh, that I'm going to play. I'm still not exactly sure how I'm going to handle these voice messages um, with the new the new way the app is set up. I don't really, I know you can add them to old episodes. I don't really want to do that because I feel like people may not, you know, hear them if you put it in an old episode. Um, when I say old episode, I mean an episode that isn't the most current one on the list. So, um... I've got a few ideas of, of how I may handle those going forward, but for now, I just want to play this uh, voice message. It is, um, it is in response to yesterday's episode, which was called Blame Games, and you can go back and listen to that if you haven't heard it yet, uh, but I really appreciate uh, Kevin at Uniquely Common for sending me this message, and take a listen. Shane, as you're talking about where to put the blame for the Florida shooting, I just got to stop in the middle of my breakfast this morning and call in. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. It's about the breakdown of the family. Uh, almost all of these mass shooters in the last 10, 15 years did not have a father presence in their home. Even if they had a dad there, he wasn't emotionally present for them. This is where the problems are. It's not video games directly. It's because the parents aren't mentoring and guiding their kids about what video games to be using. And so I am totally with you. We need to shame more people like we do when they kick a dog, when they they don't live up to being parents and they do an awful job. Hey Shane, just wanted to comment on the story last night and yes, I did listen to the entire thing at one time as I was driving from Lincoln to Nebraska City and I had no idea how similar our stories are. Um, it, they're so similar that it's kind of crazy, kind of kind of floored me and uh, anyways having a good day enjoy the show i'm actually here at walmart getting my tire changed and uh yeah so talk to you later yeah i agree uh those were my thoughts exactly when i first 
discovered your station back in way back in the day, probably like July or August when I first started Anchor. And uh, just some of the stories you were telling, I was just like, man, I can relate to that so much. Um, even down to apparently the amount of time that we each spend in Walmart. Uh, so, so yeah, Anchor Twinsies. Well, I want to thank everyone who has listened to this episode. This was a little bit different uh, type of episode for me, just more of a personal from the heart story. Um, not so much with all the the intros and all that kind of stuff, just uh, just kind of a story and a couple of long segments. So I really do appreciate it if you listened all the way through that. Um, I will be away for, I guess, probably starting about now and probably be back Monday because I you know like I said we are going out of town this weekend and gonna be pretty busy would definitely appreciate any prayers uh you know for our safety and for our students and uh and yeah would really 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 appreciate any of that otherwise I will talk to you later thanks again for listening god bless